wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth by Pastor Sami. When Faith Tabernacle was being built, there is this woman who was carrying concrete. And then he went to the bishop and said, Please, I have this testimony to give. He said, When I came to this church, I was begging to eat. But by the teachings and the practice of it, now I have bought a ship. Praise the Lord. You see, I am growing the Lord to know that every opportunity you have in the kingdom to connect to blessings. You don't miss it. This person have bought a ship. She's still carrying concrete for God. You don't have a bicycle. You are pocketing. You are too big to do something for God. There's some. There are some people here who have never stepped on Kena uh, on Garden of Eden before. All the works we have done on the land, going to weed, what you have never stepped on the land before <laughs> praise the lord you see uh, let me say this i am growing the lord to also know that god doesn't pay salary he pay wages that's why i've told you that when you see me doing anything for god don't come and say papa let me do it follow what i'm doing do some do what don't come and take mine because I don't want you I don't want you to take my wage God will give me Chief Justice of a nation carrying blocks that is why will she be sick are you here with me please Garden of Eden project that God has, I'm so excited. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited. Yesterday, I was just doing costing. Uh, Brother Thomas did some program for me to do the costing of it. We have spent over, what do you call it? Is it 11,000 Ghana City. That is 100. Those cities are will you call it? 110 million cities now. The buying of the plot is excluded. But not one dime has been taken from anybody here. 110 million cities. You see, what God is doing, just connect. When God is building his house, it is an opportunity for you. God doesn't need anything from us. 
He just needs a way to bless us. And you see, this auditorium was built in 1962. It is there, 23rd December 1962. Now, 1962, this is 2013. People are still getting saved here. People are still getting hurt. Those who built this, anytime somebody gets saved, their children and their descendants are credited with reward. When you share your testimony here, their accounts are held credited. 1962. Praise the Lord. So, it is a lifetime opportunity to connect to lifetime blessings. To connect to lifetime blessings. So as Minister Frempon said, at your level, if it is one block, you can buy a week, two weeks, one month. Write it. Not God knows everyone's level. You can buy a cement every month, every two months. You can buy ten bags of cement. Connect and get your blessings out of it. You will never die as a tenant for building God's house. And you will not be having only one house. You will be having mansions, not a mansion. What? Mansions. You go to Accra, your houses are there. You come to Second D. So I don't want every... You see, you know my heart. Your blessing is my joy. But I also know that blessing doesn't come in isolation. It comes in consonance with knowing the truth and doing it. Praise the Lord. So let every one of us, because if you sit in this church and still die as a tenant, it is your fault. It is what? Your fault. You can't die as a tenant in this sense. You must have houses. He said, uh, we read it in Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, verse 29. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left houses or brethren or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel. But he shall receive an hundredfold now, in this time. It's not talking about heaven. It's talking about earth here. Hundredfold now. Praise God. In this time. Then the first thing he began is what? What is there? Uh-huh. So by scriptural connotation, you are not allowed to die as what? A tenant. Living in somebody's house, tomorrow advance, the next day, my uncle is coming, so look for another place. The devil is a liar. Praise God. 
<laughs> you'll be sleeping in your own house. No anchor is coming from anywhere. <laughs> Are you here? Praise God. So let's connect. And this is the first project God is beginning with us. And what you do first determines what God does what second. So it is very important. Your level. How much is one block? One block is one Ghana CD, 80 pesos, about two Ghana CD. How much is one cement bar? It is 17 Ghana CD. You can do something hard. Iron rods. How much is it? 20 Ghana CDs. One. It's, you see, you just need to program yourself. Praise God. And you will never be a casualty on this planet. Praise God. Are you blessed? Praise God. Please, this month, we are sailing on the prophetic theme, If Thou Can Believe. And uh, there are some prescribed books that one is this one, Exploits of Faith. The other one is The Unlimited Power of Faith. All by my papa, Bishop David Oyedipo. There are some messages too that have been preached. Last year there was a series on faith called Only Believe. Only Believe. Get those CDs and then connect yourself in the month of November because the word go the faith goes with the word. There was a message preached last year, November. Thy word is settled. Praise God. Some is here. Get these messages and feed yourself on it. And there's a newsletter that is coming which also has a series of devotions in it on faith which will be introduced within the week that you get these materials and connect yourself. Your life will never be the same. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And be blessed. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning briefly want to introduce understanding the unlimited power of faith on the Sundays that is the teaching series we'll be dealing with understanding the unlimited power of faith part 1a praise God let's pray spirit of the living God Bless you for your great works and great acts you are doing among us. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Go ahead and be a blessing to us this morning. Move in every life. Let the spirit enter us and drive and quicken us. And bring to life every dead thing. Drive every spirit that is unclean 
out of anyone's body this morning in the name of jesus christ this mountain is a mountain which is full of wine full of leafies every death is swallowed in victory this morning in the name of jesus christ every surface cast is destroyed on this mountain in the name of jesus christ every veil of coverings lord remove them this morning in the name of jesus christ lord holy spirit quicken us awaken us out of every area of life that sleeping have taken hold of us in the name of jesus christ move touch my lips lord with the coals of fire Think through my mind and speak through my vocal cord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Understanding the unlimited power of faith. Part 1A. We first of all need to get this understanding. That life in the kingdom of God answers to everyone according to his faith we have been saved jesus came that we will have life and have it to the full until it overflows but the measure of this life that will actively be working in your life when i talk about in your life i mean in the days you live on earth the measure of the zoe kind of life that will manifest in the days you live on this planet earth is a function of your faith because it is according to every man according to the measure of faith praise god praise the lord Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Also, God has destined life to be enjoyed. Life is not to be endured. You are to enjoy life to the full. Till it overflows. When I see obituary, and I see age 40, age 50. Age, you see, you have been live life to the full. Nowadays, all the ones I'm seeing below 40, 36, 28, whatever. What life have you lived that you are dying at 28 years? But these people are robbed and spoiled. They are kept in holes. They are not ready to do the things that will make them live. So the enemy takes their life. God has never programmed you to die at 28. For what? What have you done? You are not even married. What life have you lived that you are going? To where? Who is receiving you? Praise the Lord. These people are robbed and hurt. 
spoil. They are kept in holes. They are not ready to do what will make them live long. So the enemy takes their lives off. Life is to be enjoyed. And all these things are passive. They are things God has done for us by reason of redemption. But it has to manifest. The positivity of it does not bless you. It is the manifestation of it that blesses your life. But for it to manifest, it requires your faith. It requires your faith. It requires your faith. So these two introductions must be clear to us. Also, everything great is a function of grace. This year is our year of multiple grace. And multiple grace manifests multiple greatness. Praise God. But grace only manifests also on the platform of faith. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. I am what I am by the grace of God. And Paul was a great man of God. But this grace according to God's word is a function of your faith. Praise God. Praise the Lord. For example, in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3, he said, For how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? So salvation is one of the great things that God has delivered to mankind. Everything great is a resource of grace. And salvation is one of the greatest things God has delivered to mankind. And it came as a resource of grace. How can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? But you can never be saved without your faith. My faith can save you. It is your own faith that can save you. Ephesians 2.8 It is by grace, through faith, that you are saved. So as potent salvation is, your faith is required for manifestation in your own life. Praise God. Another example. The greatness of the fathers of faith. The great exploits. By Abraham. By David. By Daniel. And all the people we read about. Moses. That God used mightily. All of them, their exploits was a function of their faith. 
in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2 and 3, it says, By faith, the elders obtained a good report. Every report we read in scriptures is as a result of the faith of the people. Abraham. Abraham believed God. Praise God. By faith, David. By faith, Moses. By faith, Gideon. By faith, Abraham. Everyone became who he became by heart. Faith. Praise God. Therefore, God does not place any limit on anyone on earth. Every destiny he has given to you, there is no limit he places on you. He doesn't say, this one will be a messenger in that field and this one will be a boss in that field. No. What places limit is your level of faith. So it is your faith that determines the limits of one's destiny. For it is to every man according to his faith. Praise God. Praise God. It is to every man according to his faith. Now, what is so unique about faith? And please hear this place very well. What makes faith so unique among all other spiritual virtues? Because the uniqueness of faith is based on this. That faith is the greatest activator of all the promises, the prophecies, and the remains of God to work. It is the greatest activator. Now, when you buy a same car, praise God. Then they say activate the card. Activate what? The card has power to receive calls and to make calls. Are you here with me? It has power to connect to the network. But until it is activated, it becomes useless. It is of no use. So every promise God has given has power to change the destiny. Praise God. According as His divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. Praise God. He said, whereby He has given unto us His exceedingly great and precious promises. So the promises are to make you great. They are to make your life precious. But before this promise will make your life precious, it has to be believed. It has to be heard. So, faith is what activates the promise to make it manifest in your life. 
That's one reason why faith is is unique among all spiritual virtues. When a word, a prophetic word comes to you, that word has power to change the destiny. But blessed is he who has believed that there shall be a performance of the things that the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So the prophetic word not believing will not be activated for manifestation. So Paul was telling his son Timothy that according to the prophecies that have gone ahead of you, you will believe it first and you wage war with it for manifestation. Because a great and an effectual door is open unto you. But there are many adversaries. So faith is unique among other virtues. Because it is the greatest activator. It is that which activates promises. It is that which activates prophecies. And it is that which activates remes. Sent word. Seasoned word right words to you it is your faith that activates them for manifestation praise god therefore this month i decree in the name of jesus christ may your faith come alive for the manifestation of the multiple grace God has for you this year in the name of Jesus Christ every area that your faith is down I command the quickening now in the name of Jesus Christ by the spirit of faith that I have received from my fathers I decree in the name of Jesus Christ, may you receive a transference of the spirit of faith this month in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. What is faith then? Number one, faith is a spiritual force that always produces evidence. It's a spiritual force that always produces evidence. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence the evidence of things not seen it's a spiritual force faith is a living force it, it has life in it and it always has evidence proof to show praise God I'm telling you if it have no proofs, 
it is not faith. John 10 37. Let's read. John 10 37. Any faith with no proof is fake. If I do not the works of my father, believe me not. Faith produces works. It produces what? And the works that it produces are the evidence. The works of God. The works of God. The works of God. You know when it comes to faith, we have come to an, our area. Praise God. Your pastor standing here can believe everything. Praise God. There are some things I've been saying that it doesn't make a lot of sense to some of you. You don't see it. But I see it. I believe them. So it's, they are so real to me. Praise God. Because the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And by grace, connected to fathers, spirit of faith is at work. I believe everything. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So, what is, it's a, it's a spiritual force. A living substance. Which produces evidence. Anything living have evidence to show that it is what? Alive. So we have characteristics of living things. They move. That is to show that this thing is what? Living. When the thing is dead, it's, it's, it's not a living thing anymore. It breathes. Praise God. Living things what? They breathe. It reproduces. Faith. It has substance. It produces things to show. So it's a spiritual force which have living evidence to show faith. Praise God. Two, what is faith? Is putting God's word to work, thereby committing God's integrity to perform. Putting God's word to work, John chapter 2. Jesus has gone to a wedding, the drink to serve the people. It's finished. And Mary told the servants there, go to my son, and whatever he tells you to do, do it. And they went to Jesus. And Jesus told them, fill all the empty pots with water. And they went and filled it. He didn't pray. He just said, take and give to the chairman of this wedding. And the man drank and said, What is it that you have this good wine 
in every wedding we serve the good wine first. But why is it that you have kept the good wine for the last? But this wasn't wine. It was water that was poured in a pot. Poured in a pot. But faith, putting God's word to work, thereby committing the integrity of God. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Luke chapter 5, verse 5 to 7. Peter has met Jesus for the first time as a fisherman. He has toyed all night, caught nothing with his partners, James and John, Andrew, his brother, and their father. And Jesus said to him when he met him, He said, Land into the deep. He commented, Luke chapter 5, verse 5. Let's read. Peter commented, Master, we have toiled all night. We have caught nothing. But nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Verse 6. And when he let down the net, look, and when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. Seven. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled the ship, so that they began to sink. We have toiled all night. We have caught nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word. So faith is putting God's word to work. Thereby committing his integrity to perform. There are some things that doesn't make sense. And if you want to bring reasoning in it, you will never see God's integrity at work. Praise the Lord. Putting God's word to work. When he tells you, he said, we are toys all night. Nevertheless, at thy word. And they launch into the deep. Please, hear me. Faith is not speaking grammar. Faith is not speaking what? No. It is not confess and what do you call it? Claim. Confess. Claim. Name it. Get it. Name it. Get it. That's not faith. Praise the Lord. Not the one with the charismatics that uh, some people are doing. Claim it and get it. Claim it. No, no, no. Faith is hard work. It is not cheap talk. Okay, Peter spoke grammar first. He said, we have toiled all night. Nevertheless, at thy word, you could have stood there. Okay, master, we have toiled all night. Nevertheless, at thy word. Then walk home. That's what a lot of charismatics do. But Peter went ahead and launched the net into what? The deep. Faith is not cheap talk. Another definition. Faith is hard work. 
It's not cheap talk. It is not cheap talk, please. In Colossians chapter 4 verse 12. He said, our beloved brother Epaphras, he labored fervently for you. He's laboring fervently. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9. He said, let us labor to enter into his rest. So you labor to enter into the rest of faith. For they that have believed, they have entered into rest. They have seized from their own labor. They are laboring for God. Please, faith is not cheap talk. It is hard work. Every man of faith labors to walk in faith. Because most of the things God will tell you, they doesn't make sense. Praise God. One man of God said, if you don't want chaos in your life, then don't let God come in. Because when he comes in, he will change your own program. Praise God. To bring chaos. When God enters your house, he will bring chaos. He will begin to things you think should be here. He will take it and put it there. Praise God. He will be arranging the things in his will. And that one will dismantle your own will and your own heart plan. It is not cheap talk. It is hard way. You labor to enter into rest. In faith. By continuously. Aggressively. Hearing from him. And consciously. Doing it. Whether your body wants it. Your soul wants it or not. You labor. Praise God. Since faith develops, since faith is a living thing, it grows. Praise God. Every living thing grows. But growth is not, doesn't happen in isolation. No. Growth happens consciously. You consciously grow by doing things to grow. Praise the Lord. You eat not because food is tasty, praise God. But in fact, if you really want to grow, you must not eat. There are people they put on diet, they put on hot. Why? Because something is wrong with their system and they must be eating well. It's either they are under eating or over hot. <laughs> So they say, they put you on diet. That is not only overeating. If you are under eating too, they put you on what? Diet. So faith must be dieted. It must be what? 
guided if you want it to grow well. You begin with a measure according to God's word. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 and 3. Everyone has been given the same measure of faith as salvation. But when that measure is not enough, it has to be grown. It has to be grown. It has to be grown. And one covenant way of growing your faith, how do you develop your faith? One covenant way. It's a consistent study of God's way. Everyone who doesn't want the faith to be weak. Because if you are not eating well, you become weak. Praise God. Must consistently die on the way. The seed for growing your faith is the word of God. The seed for growing your faith is the word of God. God's word is like the blood of faith. When your blood has problems, you automatically have what? Problems. When you are short of blood, health-wise, you have a problem. Blood diseases are the most difficult things to deal with. Praise the Lord. When the thing is in the blood, they will tell you that you have to manage. You have to do what? Okay, when your hand is in it, they can cut it. Praise God. When it is in your teeth, haven't you removed one of your teeth before? They call it caca. Praise God. Say, let's remove it and be free. And they throw it away. But when it is in your blood, nobody will say, let's draw all your... Well, before they finish, you are ready for... They have put you to rest. Rest in peace. So your blood, your blood, your blood, your blood, faith, the blood that runs through faith is the word. So when faith is void of the word, it begins to fail. It begins to work. Ah, That's what Jesus told Peter. I pray for you that your faith will not work. Fail. So the word, the word, the word. Therefore we must labor. Let's read Hebrews chapter 9. Let me just be brief. Hebrews chapter 9, chapter 4, sorry, verse 9 to 12. Quickly, please. Hallelujah. Somebody is blessed this morning. Somebody is blessed this morning. He said, there remained therefore a rest to the people of God. 
For he that is entered into his rest, he has seized from his own works as God did from his. Note it. He that has entered into his rest. And look at what will put you to rest. Yes. Let us labor therefore to enter into the rest. So to seize from your own works, you need to labor. To enter the rest, you need to what? Labor. Least any man fall after the same example of unbelief. That means that if you are not ready to labor, you believe in unbelief. Then he's telling you what to labor in verse 1. For the word of God is quick. So what you are to labor in, he's telling you the word of God. Labor in the word. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing ascender of souls and spirit, and of joints and marrows, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of men. Labor. So laboring in the word is what we call steady. It's what we call hot. He said, let the elders that rule well. First Timothy 5.17 Them that labor in the word and in doctrine. They labor in the word and in doctrine. I prepared these things last two weeks. But as of yesterday, around 11, 11.30, I was still in the office. Putting it line upon line, precepts upon precepts, for you to get it the way I'm communicating to you. It is labor. It's not cheap talk. No, you go and listen to somebody's when you copy and you just come and say, Precepts. Are you hearing me? Just come and say, With grammar, no effect, no impact. Hallelujah. Let us labor. If you want, please, the days of adversity will always come. Whether your faith will fail or not is dependent on how you are laboring in the way. Proverbs 24 verse 10. If you fail in the days of adversity, your strength was weak. Labor. So studying the word goes beyond hearing or reading. Studying out to reading by searching for relevant fact that is appropriate for a situation. Line upon line, precepts upon precepts. Praise God. Praise God. To do an effective study in the word. There is the need for a conducive atmosphere. So how do you study God's word appropriately? How? Number one. You need to engage the blood of Jesus for access into the word. God has given us a series before, I think last year or so. Weep not for the book is open. God's word is closed. It needs to be opened. It is veiled. 
God glory in hiding things. And our glory is setting them out. For you to set out from the word, you need the veil to be removed. Please write the scriptures. When you go home, you go and read. So you need to engage the blood. Anytime you are, you are studying God's word, don't just take the Bible and start to read. You need to engage the blood to remove the veil out of your eyes. And the veil in the word. He said, I weep because the book was sealed. It was what? Sealed. So the seals must be opened to you. That's one. Number two, you also need to seek for a quiet place. You can't study the word in the midst of noise. It is important in study to be out of every noise. Not even music. Not your phone. Your phone must be off. If you really want to do you can't be steady and be talking. You finish and then you come and read. The devil is looking for ways to disconnect you from the way. So when you take your Bible and he moves somebody, call him. Hello? And then somebody you can't ignore. Not to pick, praise the Lord. And some of you, you, you don't have to be, you just pick. You just pick. Because you have been waiting for somebody to call you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, be out of every noise. Because you are building something that is making your destiny. Praise God. Seek for a quiet atmosphere. Most especially the night season. Said night unto night, showed knowledge, day unto day, uttereth speech. So in the night seasons, God shows, God shows, revelations are clearer in the night season. Those who engage the word in the night seasons, they get the best out of the word. Praise God. Point three. Engage your heart in setting, in steady, engage your heart. Light your candle, Luke 15, 8. Light your candle, that is your spirit. And begin to search into the word. Release your spirit. Release your spirit. Jeremiah 30, 31. For who is he who engages his heart? To approach unto me. Engage your spirit. Luke 15, 8. And then for engage the Holy Spirit in prayer. Because he is the teacher. He is the teacher. He is the guide. Engage the Holy Spirit. Engage him. And lastly. Don't get into studying God's word without not having relevant material for writing. Get your pen available. Get your book available. Write things, please. God doesn't waste his, his 
his thoughts on people who are not ready. If you start reading, you see there's a place of reading and there's a place of studying. If you are reading, it's different. But if you are studying, a lot of us don't study, we only read. If you are reading and you don't have a pen and a paper, writing anything, you are not studying, you are just reading. And God will not give you revelations. Because this, your mind, can contain things from empirical evidence, research, research, research. If you are told something and within 48 hours, you don't visit it, you forget 40% of it. You forget everything. What you had, what you knew, you forget 40% when you don't remember at all. Praise God. Within 30 days, you will forget 99%. You only remember 1%. The place of writing. The reason why when you get to a church where people don't write, there is no revelation, only noise. Is that the Holy Ghost will not move the pastor because the people there are not ready to catch the thing he's saying. He doesn't waste his word on people. You can't go to church. Nothing. No Bible. You don't have anything. No. God will not tell you anything. Before you even get out of the place, you have forgotten what even the message was. Are you here? So, steady with relevant materials. Get notes for your personal settings and findings. Write them. Write them. Document them. Hallelujah. In that case, you are building your faith online. And you see it. When any challenge comes, when people are screaming, you stand and say, Peace! Be still. Hallelujah. Please be on your feet. You are blessed. We hope you have been blessed by the word. We would love to have you worship with us at Congress Global Ministries, located at British Sailor Society, Takrade, near the Harbour Gate. Or call us on 0243-287-958 or 0246-111-278. You are blessed.